So in Kansas, we don't have construction or fire stations. Just, you know, as an FYI. Shit's gonna burn. <laughs> no, it, nothing burns here. We don't have fire. <laughs> you have tornadoes no. and no fires. Yeah, we, it's not like, I mean, otherwise we would have fire tornadoes and that shit is not right. So Johnny, you haven't even discovered fire yet. We don't need fire. We're so beyond that. <laughs> you know what the wheel is. I would like so beyond that. I just I want the concept of fire tornadoes to be a thing. That would be insane. Not uh, you know, personally I I feel like it's happened before. Like I'm pretty sure it is like a weather thing that has happened. It but let's keep happen. it out of Kansas. Either way, okay. it's gonna be the next like trilogy of shitty movies. Fire NATO starring fucking Hillary Duff and oh. you can have that in Canada. <laughs> Canada can have that. All right, so maybe we should get started. <laughs> All right, so welcome to the No Happiness League podcast. This is becoming a real, actual, semi-regular thing. So. Buckle in. Wow. Uh, we are founded on the concept of bringing diverse voices to the hockey media table. So let's introduce our host for this episode, M, who is yawning. Um, oh, shit. <laughs> I am KM, Carrie Ann Marie. I am the head bitch in charge, a lover of. Red wine, shattered expectations, and yelling, and also crying about hockey. Just a little bit. Just, just, just a, a little bit of screaming into yeah. the void at all times. A healthy amount. Just screaming. Yes, and risen from the grave, I'm M. I will be yawning a little bit tonight. I apologize in advance. I'm Bouncer, the podcast slash blog connoisseur of whiskey cigars and hockey fights jaded sailor six foot nine no affiliation with ben smith and while m is yawning i'll be over here trying not to die of a man cold i'm aaron longtime fan well second time blogger and podcaster now uh, i'm starting to pick up some experience here up your resume closest thing we have at the no happiness league spectrum of stuff to a good canadian boy from uh Canadia up here. Longtime hockey nerd and fan and writer of Fat Station, which will be coming soon for uh, our latest Leafs game. I just have so many, so many issues with that one intro. Like, I don't even know where to. A man cold? Man cold. Yeah. Uh, I'm a man and I have a cold. How is it different than. How is it different than just a cold? <laughs> uh,. No, and he's being a no. baby about when it. When men get colds, it is like the equivalent of because being, hit by a, being truck a baby and about giving it. birth all at the same time. I mean, science hasn't figured out why yet. <laughs> okay. It has nothing to do with okay. little baby. It's just it's science. Okay. Okay. Mm -hmm. Well, that's that's beautiful. <laughs> so, I want to talk a little bit about why I have risen from the grave. Why I'm back. I missed the last episode, unfortunately. Um, I was having a rough time. The Penguins had a little bit of a loss to the Blackhawks. Just a little bit of one. Small one. 
Yes, it was a little painful. And while the podcast was being recorded, I was sending panicked emotional messages to um, our GM, the head bitch in charge, KM. And so it it was a little rough, um, particularly because someone I know was sending me a goal light emoji. I didn't even know there's an emoji for like when you score a goal every single time the Blackhawks scored. And they unfortunately scored quite a few times. Did but you this is the exact number of how many times they scored, please? Uh, I think it was like, it was like above one. You know what I mean? <laughs> there might have been a zero one. next to that one. There may or may not have been a zero next to that one. Possibly, but, you know. At least the Penguins had at least one. They did. Right? Phil Kessel, thank God. The only man oh, I love. I like him. He's a good, he's a good boy. He's the only man he's a good I American boy. Yes, yes. But we have redeemed ourselves. Thank God mm. Penguins came back. Um, they beat the Preds 4-0. to zero. I don't like this. I know. We redeemed ourselves. Um, it was a beautiful game. Ryan Reeves, he had two fights, a goal. And then the best part is he spoke to the press in his Steelers football helmet. Like, he kept it on while speaking to the press. See, he's a he's an icon. Yeah. but And I like him because he was from the Blues, so mm-hmm. not really a full Penguin yet. Yeah. But that game was giving me flashbacks to the final. Yeah. Um, it was great. And I didn't like that one bit. I loved it. I loved it. That was a first um, round pick Ian, well spent right there. First round pick yeah. well spent. It was it was great. Um, Ian Cole got super injured. He posted a nasty photo on Twitter. If anyone wants to see it, um, oh, was that his teeth? What mouth? was left of his? Yeah, mouth? I saw that. I think Bob McKenzie. Yeah. Twitter tweeted retweeted that, and that's how it got on my timeline. And I was oh yeah okay. It was a lot. I he woke up is still out. I woke up, opened up Twitter, and there was just a face on it. And I was like, clearly this is not the right time to wake up. I'm going back to sleep. <laughs> yeah. Yeah. And that's probably how he was feeling. Yeah. And that's just like, no. Nah. Um, no, he needs some pain meds and a nap. Yeah. Just, I mean, pop a few pills for that. Like half of your face is gone. Your jaw, part of your jaw is gone. But, you know. Take an aspirin, bud. You'll be all right. <laughs> it's hockey. Don't take an aspirin. Those are not good. Those th- will thin your blood. And so will ibuprofen. Don't do if you're bleeding. Do not take anything that will thin your blood. Try a Tylenol. Our resident doctor. Yeah, apparently so. Our head bitch <laughs> in charge. Um, I am the mom. If you if you're new to this group, I am a mom. Not literally. I am too young and not interested in actual babies. But I am the mom friend. Yes. That's doctor head bitch in charge to you, please? No. That's going to start some lawsuits. I'm yawning again. I keep saying um to hide my yawns, but I don't... You're going to kill me. It's not going to work. We are, of course, recording this at a super late time of 11 p.m. Eastern. We are all relatively dead and exhausted because of, like... Real day jobs and life. Ew. But I'm gross. Straight up on a different day than you guys right now. It is twelve twenty oh. on the eleventh. So congrats. 
Kansas doesn't have time, so <laughs> I don't know what time it is. We don't have that concept. Um, time zones are fake. Yeah. And I always forget, Aaron, you're because you're East Coast to me, but you're yeah, like I'm extra East Coast. Canada, East Coast. So. The Canada East and Coast. Yeah, breaking news, Canada doesn't stop after freaking Quebec. Just, you know. What? Yeah. Um, I just know Maine, and then past that is supposedly Canada. Just above Maine is New Brunswick, and that's where I'm sitting here. Mm. Hmm. Well, that's a I like Maine. lesson that I don't want to <laughs> have to do. We're not here for geography. No. We're here for hockey. And speaking of hockey, guess who also kicked the Blackhawks ass? So, like, I'm McJesus now. Like, I'm fully from the grave. Like, greatness. The Leafs kicked ass. I'm basically McJesus. I'm fully, I'm fully risen. You know, my second team beat the Blackhawks. My first team redeemed themselves. I am now, like, full McJesus. I'm fully alive. McJesus who when Austin Matthews is out there. That's true. Exactly. Austin Matthews is our savior. He is the new face of American hockey. No matter what you have to say, he just fucking went out there and he just said, fuck you to Patrick Kane. He said, fuck you to everyone I love. Austin Matthews, a Mexican-American desert boy is one of the top players in the league and he's a child still it's incredible um early on if you haven't heard early on in a podcast history we talked about the potential new faces of hockey um being jack eichel as he is an american boy playing on an american team and um Austin Matthews couldn't be the new face because he didn't play for an American team. Fuck but it. he's saying fuck you to that premise. Yeah. He's saying I'm this is the USA when I'm playing. Fuck you, Canada. <laughs> fuck you, fuck Canada. You, this is the I mean, real US of the A. I mean, as a Canadian, I'm just glad that he needs the platform and the and the respect and responsibility that our nation's greatest team gives him to become the face of american hockey on a canadian team so you know exactly yeah the leafs are really pushing boundaries by allowing austin matthews to be <laughs> the face of american hockey yeah, on I mean, a canadian team allowing austin matthews to be on their team like you know i think <laughs> we need to talk about yeah. how the leafs are by having that they're guy. like we got the first pick we could pick a not Austin Matthews. We can pick a Finnish guy. <laughs> we can pick a Finnish guy. We could probably we could pick you, a good Toronto. Canadian boy, like ten people down the list, or we could go with Austin Matthews, who I guess is pretty good. Who even was like the first Canadian drafted this year? I, like that year, I mean, I just totally forget right now. No, well, I don't. It was shit. literally. No one gives a shit. It was Austin Matthews only. He was the only guy in that draft year. Exactly. Exactly. And you know, 
thank you, Canada, for being such good allies. We appreciate it. We need it. Because how the fuck are we supposed to get rid of Patrick Kane? Austin yeah. Matthews. Tell us awesome. a little bit about God. that goal. Oh, that goal? That yeah. thing of beauty? Yeah. That wonderful, wonderful thing that just happened? Oh, I okay. I missed this game because I had a lot, of, a, lot of, a lot of things happening. But when I got the notification on my phone that overtime was starting, I was like, yep, yep, this needs to happen. So I turned that on. I'm like, all right, it's sitting there on my tiny little phone screen. Okay, what's going to happen here? Trying to make out the puck, trying to make out the – oh, Austin Matthews has it. Oh, Austin Matthews has a puck. Oh, 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 he's a god, and it's in the net. He did the, like, I, he hit the top of the net. And it went behind the fucking goalie. I don't even, let's, and he's, he's looking past all the way. His head's is looking around, who am I going to pass to? Who am I going to pass to? Oh, there's no pass? All right, guess I'll just do it myself. Boom, roof daddy. And poor Forsberg just, he, yeah. What did you just say? Uh, roof daddy. Wow. Yeah, Austin Matthews is my roof daddy. Yeah, I'm on board. Austin, Austin roof daddy oh. Matthews? <laughs> Sorry, roof poppy, my bad. No, no, no nope, we're not doing that. None of us are Latino. Acknowledging that? All right. And we're here. We're not doing that. Um, he is our roof daddy. He is a roof daddy. He is a roof papa. I don't like that. Um, but what I did like, was Austin Matthews just fucking killing it. Like, who the... He doesn't need anyone. I mean, him and Nylander are incredible. Um, but, yeah. Oh, who can help him out? No one? Guess I gotta do it myself. Like, that is a beautiful mindset. May I remind you that he is a Virgo? Oh, yeah. Which is extremely important. Yes, it was, definitely. It was just totally a filthy, filthy snipe. And oh, I it was it. disgusting. And the whole game was just beautiful. Like, there was one moment, too, from Matt Martin that really also blew my mind. It wasn't as, like, incredible, clearly, as Austin Matthews, because Matt Martin will never be as incredible as Austin Matthews. It's just a fact. But it was very interesting. He actually... Our well-known our enforcer, you know, our scary dude, he actually protected this dude, Gustav Forsling, I believe is the pronunciation, from the that. boards because they were, you know, racing to avoid icing, and he was going to slam into the boards, and he actually, like, used his own body to protect this other dude. Like, Matt wow. Martin's um, papa vet. Like, yeah. Like, his instinct his dad his hockey dad instinct just took over and he was like here's a child i must protect him heart of gold and i was like listen we have austin matthews just filthy nasty doing this overtime stuff and then matt martin just keeping it sweet and kind on the ice (laughs) he will he will fight you he will fight chara he will fight your mom but (laughs) He will bring wine and flowers to your mother before dinner. Yeah. Like, he's gonna, he is a nice boy. He's the only one allowed to do damage on the ice. Like, the boards can't hurt you. He will, after he protects you, he will beat you up, but it will be with his fist. You know what I mean? Yeah. He's not gonna let, he's not gonna let the boards get to you before he can. No, he's so loving. So loving. 
First person I've ever seen Matt Martin protect on the ice is a guy from, from the other team. I mean, <laughs> in case it hasn't been said already, I'm not a Matt Martin fan. But anyway, the best, really? best thing we've ever seen him do is, in his Leafs career is something after the hockey has stopped and to help another guy on the other team. I don't know. I just can't with Matt Martin. I just see that black hole sitting at fourth line left wing, and I'm just like, we have so many wingers. We have so many wingers. Why this is, is not the time. I mean, Listen, Karen, that's what getting cut out. That's getting cut out. What winger is more attractive than Matt Martin? Attractive. Everyone has a heart better than Matt Martin. That's not what we're talking about. We're talking Matt Martin saved Gustav's horselings. I don't even know this kid, but he saved his life. Okay, His entire life was ready to just be crushed through the boards. He would have broken the glass, landed on some people, there would have been skates flying. People would have gotten decapitated, Aaron. Is that what you want? Hashtag free capital. You know I you know I love Cappy. Don't don't do that. Don't gonna, don't you this, dare. This this is gonna go downward in a way that I don't enjoy because Don't don't bring Cappy into this. We're, we're not so we're going be- to move on. We're gonna transition <laughs> to another Leafs game. An oh. even sicker, more disgusting Leafs game. Another Leafs game where Matt Burton didn't score? Okay, all right, let's go. <sighs> You're just, <laughs> this entire thing is getting cut off. Listen, <laughs> take your man cold and shove it up your ass. <laughs> okay? Yeah, actually, I lied. Burton got a point in the, in the Ranger game, so I, I take it back. Good. Only a little bit. Captain would have got three. All right, let's Ugh. go. <laughs> okay, so what was this Rangers game? Tell, oh, tell us about that, this. Well, it started off great. Remember that Jets game where we scored three and it was like, whoa, look at how offensive this team is? Wow. So then the Leafs come out and go, all right, you thought three in the first period was cool? How about five? So it's 5-1 after – it's 5-1, and then it's 5-2 after one. We're like, all right. I just want to say um, I was not watching this game because I was at work, but I had my phone like tucked away um, and I had the Wi-Fi on. So I was getting notifications and I got a chance to peek at my phone, which was locked. So the NHL app notifications were on the top right there. And I was like, oh, what's this? What? What? And I was and I tweeted out that like is my nhl app glitching because what the fuck leaves there were five goals in the first period and then i knew it wasn't glitching because they immediately lost that lead yeah it was a sad time so second period we just an absolute shit show it's it's a bad time they give up three it's five five going into three all right five five mm-hmm. least blow another lead here we go first loss of the year here it comes not nah, jk guys jk we'll score three more eight five final for the leafs Anderson didn't look stellar, but who needs it when your team scores eight goals? Uh, he, Martin, I, with how many goals there, how many goals there were. Uh, <laughs> I'm not dropping it. I'm sorry. <laughs> I'm not here for any uh, Freddie Anderson shame because he is amazing and incredible, and I love him for literally carrying our team to where they are now. But I think maybe. Only a couple of those, from what I've seen of the goals that went in, were could be blamed on him. A few of them were just, he could not have seen them. Like, the Rangers were, like, hiding them, like, really well. Like, he could not have seen 
those pucks. So, oh, and, and, and I mean, how, how I can't blame him. How many times last year did the entire team not deserve a win, but got it because, because, because Freddie was amazing. It's about time it happened like, the other way. McElhaney could not have done that. Well, of course not. I mean, Freddie has a somewhat not so great game, and we win. We, we gave one back. We gave one back to him. Yeah. Did immensely last year and probably will do again this year. So whatever. Don't care. We won. <laughs> yeah. Yeah, exactly. Like in the grand scheme, when your team wins, you're like, well, I mean, we could have done this, this, and this better, but we won. So exactly. And big turning point in this one, we saw all kinds of talks about new rules that aren't actually new rules with the with the slashing and the face offs and the whatever. Mm. But there was a legit, there is a legit new rule that that came in to play this year. Is this Last the rule year. that I'm I'm going to physically oh, yeah. fight? Oh, yeah. I'm going to figure out a way to up. fight. Just a rule written oh, yeah. down in a book. Just, just what is this on, rule? Just go stand on the other side of the blue ice. I'm going to sauce you a pass here in a second. Uh, <laughs> new rule. Last year, of course, we saw the debacle with the overtime challenges. Three minutes later, let's call back a goal because somebody's toenail was, was on the wrong side. So to combat that, they've now thrown in, if you challenge offside on a goal, and you're wrong, and the play is deemed to be onside, and we've wasted everybody's time for a solid three hours to go look at a video to make sure someone's toenails in line. You're getting a penalty now. So not only have you been scored on, but you're getting a penalty. So what happened in this one, that happened to the Rangers. It was 6-5 Toronto. Uh, well, it was 5-5, I should say. Ozak gets the goal. It's going to be 6-5. They challenge it for, for offside. Turns out Marner, who came across the line with the puck up in his gear, stayed onside. So Bozak gets the goal. Rangers get a penalty. We don't score right away on that power play, but the tail end of that power play, the Rangers take a penalty. Kovarov scores on the second power play, which was caused by the first power play, which was caused by the face-off challenge. And it's a 7-5 game. It's blown out. Rangers lose this game, essentially, because their coach made a bad challenge. And I start yelling. <laughs> am never going to defend the Rangers. I mean, okay, maybe like I don't hate them, but I'm just don't care for them. And this is against the Leafs, one of my one of my true love teams. But I hate this rule so much. Like, there's one thing that yeah, we saw how ridiculous challenges got, but. There's a difference between trying to cut down challenges and then taking a challenge that could be totally legitimate. Maybe it was a close play. Maybe they couldn't see. It was legitimate to challenge it. But instead, if that doesn't work out, if they were not correct in challenging it, your team's going to get a penalty, which does not make any fucking sense to me at all. I don't understand it. And I hate it. I want to physically throw down. I want like drop the gloves. We're going to go because I would love to take challenges instead of a, oh, we're going to challenge this so that my team can kind of take a little time out that they can have a break to kind of just regroup because some, some coaches did that. Um, even Babs would occasionally do that. Especially Babs, I'd say. Yeah, especially Babs. I I love him, but he did that a lot. Um, but it's one thing to try to say, "Hey, don't don't challenge every fucking thing," because it's just 
it's making everything worse for everyone and taking it to an extreme degree of if you're going to challenge something, you better be 100% sure or you have a chance of getting scored on again, which I just think it's ridiculous. And I mean the whole the whole face off the face off pull off side thing started because of that goal I think two or three years ago that Matt Duchesne got he was a solid like three feet offside the linesman missed it and he scored and then I ended up winning a game or something like that they went okay we need to come up with a system to make sure that never happens again and instantly it bit them in the ass because they were looking at these milliseconds of a milli freaking millimeters and millimeters which and millimeters. I still think is oh, ridiculous. Right. Yes, and there was such an easy fix that everybody came up with it. Make it a freaking invisible line, or whatever, however they, they term that. None of this weird, is your toe on the line or is it not? Just clarify the the offside rule. None of this, is your toe up in the air, is it not in the air? Because that's what a lot of it was. We're trying to figure out if the inch of your skate blade was actually on the ice, onside, or off the ice, therefore being offside. Make it a straight plane, make it an invisible wall, like, your legs like on the, on the exactly. That's what I'm going I don't understand, nor yeah. like, or pay attention, or know anything about football, especially like the NHL football. Um, but what, to my understanding, is from my frustration at the offsides rule. There's a lot of comparison to change it to how the like NHL treats and and FL and FL the other the other one treats offsides which is more of a wall rather than is the milli millimeter of your toe over the line or no yeah it's yeah it's a bit ridiculous but anyway they decided not to do that and instead decided to take away challenges but not take away challenges and do this weird middle ground where it's if you do challenge you it, you we, we might kill you like i don't understand it's really dumb but anyway, and like the rangers it. it's potentially the you were saying that that rule and that penalty was a was like the factor in the Rangers losing, and I think I don't know if it can be one hundred percent wholly attributed to that. But the Flyers just lost against the Predators, um, and I would like to say that it was ninety percent due to this new the penalty taken. Um, the circumstances in this are. It's the last couple minutes of the third, end of the game. It's 5-4. The Flyers are winning. And two dumbasses who shouldn't be on the team to begin with um, both took penalties. So it was 5-on-3. And the Predators tied it up. But Hackstall challenged the play, which it could have been a legitimate challenge, whatever. But it was confirmed as a good goal and so they got another penalty um so once again five on three for the last like 30 seconds and so instead of it being a tied game and going into overtime which it would have been they got a the preds got another goal so it was six five and that was it um which is a little disappointing and frustrating and whatever but i think it just kind of proves how kind of extra this rule is yeah i wouldn't be surprised to see it gone mid-season honestly i think we'll see it enough that it, it, it gets dumb and i wouldn't be surprised if they pull it by the all-star break 
every time a new rule like this happens, people make the same cliche comparison, but I'll do it too. Very possibly could could be this skate in the crease of this year's playoffs. Well, something big happened. Um, the Calgary Flames finally defeated the Ducks in Anaheim, two to zero. I do not believe they had defeated the Ducks in Anaheim since January nineteenth, two thousand four, which was a long time ago. That's a very long time ago. I mean, yes. I don't particularly care about either of these teams. But that is, like, that is a long time. It was a curse. And they came in with a 29-game losing streak at the Honda Center, so in, in Anaheim, if anyone is unfamiliar with that, because who gives a fuck about the Ducks, right? Yeah. And then they kicked the Ducks' ass. But I think the reason why I really cared about this, two different reasons. Mm-hmm. First, at the end, Matthew Kachuk, I believe I'm pronouncing his last name right. I don't want to be Don Cherry. I think I believe it should. It's because I know his um, nickname or one of his nickname is Chucky, right? Or yeah, Chuck. you're right. It's Kachuk. Okay, Kachuk. so I was good. Okay, I don't want to be that person, but I might have to be because I can't pronounce English very well. So Matthew Kansas Matthew Kachuk. Yeah, yeah. Taka Taka. Yeah, basically, uh, Kansans don't speak English, so it's not my first language. <laughs> um, but anyway, Kachuk tries to grab the game puck for Mike Smith because it was a oh. – they didn't win. Like, they didn't just win. It was also a shutout. Mike Smith was kicking ass, and it was his first shutout with Calgary. He was their new goalie. They it's a big him. deal. Yes, it's a like that's a big fucking people game. People do go had keep pucks for minor things, but that's something that's like a good, especially for goalies. Goalies deserve those things. Goalies don't get enough like awards to do because they don't have first goals or first overtime winning goals or whatever. Like they should he should get this. Yes. And then the little bitch, the little duck bitch Kevin Bieksa. This punk ass. Yeah, I, he grabbed the puck before Kachuk could, and um, they were, like, fighting over the puck. Finally, like, a linesman interfered and, like, got it back so Mike Smith could have his puck. But there was going to be, like, a fist fight, and I was like, how childish do you have to be to do that? Because that's, that's an asshole move. Also, I, don't, I wouldn't want to fight. Kachuk. Like, I would not want to fight no, him. He's a tough boy. Mr. Kevin here was like, no, this is my puck. I just lost 2-0, to zero, but it's mine. Yeah, th- okay. I did nothing ever, but this is mine now. You can't have it. Okay, Mr. Caveman. You can have your fucking puck. No, he didn't. The linesman shut that down. He was like, don't play this game, child. Don't be a fucking dick. That's it. Sec- just don't be a dick. It uh, yeah, but this is hockey, so it's just. But there's decency that you should have. Like you lost two to zero, you got your ass kicked. Your team sucks. Let them have the puck. You know what I mean? Hmm. Yep. Second reason why I love this is the Calgary Flames are crediting their success to this little voodoo doll 
I think it's pronounced Jobu from Major Major League. Like this little doll from the movie. It's so creepy. Yeah, and they said this is this is how we won. We had this in the locker room, and this is our good luck. So I just enjoyed that because that's weird as fuck. Yeah. And yeah. Yeah. So yeah. If you didn't know, hockey is fucking dumb. Mm-hmm. <laughs> it's just it's dumb. We all we love it. We hate it. We suffer through it. But it's dumb, and all this like, superstitions are ridiculous. Well, I'll add one more. I think it's funny. The last time the Flames beat the Ducks in Anaheim, like you said earlier, was in 2004. And what else happened in 2004 was the last time the Calgary Flames made the Stanley Cup final. So there's a good, good sign. Oh. So is that, is that a prediction? No. No. Yeah, no. <laughs> is there a correlation? Not this time. Correlation does not equal causation, but um, no, I, I wouldn't be surprised. Okay, just let's talk about that for half a second. Why not? Calgary no. to the cup this year. Is it possible? <laughs> we don't if they can, care. If they, if they can do the thing and win the Battle of Alberta and mm. one player, stop the one player team that is the Edmonton Connor McDavid's, I think. I mean, in, yeah. after their game against their single game so far against the Oilers. Um, they suck. <laughs> They're just not good. I don't care that much about the Flames. I forget. And it's not that I don't care about them. It's just that I forget about them. So I don't care because I forget that they exist. It's kind of like the Devils. Two. I, I just number two I forget they exist. Calgary, honestly. I love Calgary. They have a great defense. Goaltending's kind of weird, but we'll see what happens. On paper, they do. On paper. They uh, have an insane defense on paper. You like them because they're Canadian. That's the only reason you have. <laughs> Just I say like you like them because they're Canadian. I like Johnny Hockey. I like Monaghan. I like, I like all of Johnny them. Hockey is my hometown boy. I mean, he's from the area. He's a, he's a Philly, a Jersey Philly boy. Although... Yeah, but... I like Jack Eichel, but I don't like the fucking saber. Like, yeah, but they're the sabers. They're, they're just close. But they're the flames. They're the flames. It's not the same no at difference. all. Comparing Buffalo. Okay, Aaron, Aaron, you are a wrong. You're wrong. You're incorrect. We're throwing down the hammer and moving on because just the idea wow. of the flames being in the playoffs. Is disgusting to me. Like have, it's I just have them, them winning the against them winning the battle of um, Alberta. I don't like them. I have them in no. third in that division. I don't have them squeaking in. They're getting. They're getting in a freaking division. Well, you're wrong. Yeah, but they're the West Coast. The yeah. Western division is shit. I mean, it's not great, but it's, it's not work. the Metro. It's exactly. Metro- exactly. Okay. okay, overrated as fuck in the Metropolitan Division. Let's be real. I will come for your children. They're, okay, no. They're- the Metro is crazy. They're nothing but I monsters. For your soul, I will destroy you with fire tornadoes. Don't I'm ever say that again. About, I'm not saying anything bad about the Penguins. The Penguins are going to dominate. They're probably, they're probably going to win the East. That's not a problem. And number two and number three are all locked in for the, for the Metro. There's such a drop off after that. I the Rangers aren't as good as they used to be. They traded and have a freaking good player. But they but there's also there are teams that are 
iconic and very strong teams. I just. As long as Lunkfist doesn't freaking throw, throw a strop every game. Like no, but they're, they're, it's a difficult division. Guys, we are like two weeks into the regular season. We cannot discuss playoffs. No. It just. And we can't, we can't do, like, end of the season standings, but I just want to say that the Eastern Conference is more difficult than the Western Conference, and the Metro is a way more intense division than any of the Western divisions. I second that, so A-Rong is wrong. Moving on, Moving on before I and kill myself. Just because two because people out of three say two plus two is five doesn't mean they're right. But anyway. Let's... A wrong. It's not. It's. Mm. All right. Moving on. A okay. wrong. You're incorrect. You know who else was wrong last night? Yesterday? Yeah. He was super wrong. He. So the Bruins were playing the Avalanche. They lost no, pretty bad. No opinions there. The worst team in the league last season. Yes. And so they lost pretty bad. But the worst part was when Tuka decided he was going to try and stop this breakaway attempt by um, Yakupov. Is that how I pronounce it? Nail Yakupov. Yakupov. Yep. Um, so he was coming with the puck. And so... Tuka was like, you know, I'm just going to come out of my net. I may be the goalie, but I'm going to play some regular hockey, like not a goalie. He came out so far and tried to, you know, stop it, but he failed. And He didn't Jacopo- just try to stop a puck. He tried to engage with yeah. a opposing player. He tried to play regular hockey. He, like He, he tried-, tried to play real hockey. And not yeah. for a goalie. He got frustrated with his teams. Yeah, and he did it really bad. So that was the worst part. And Jacopo scored, obviously, on an empty netter. Because uh, goalies don't practice, like, with the rest of their team, generally. Oops. Practice playing defense, yeah. <laughs> um, except for that very, very unsettling time that um, Holtby practiced in regular clothes like regular gear with the Capitals because that was not a fun time for anyone like that was just uncomfortable he was very small um but goalies do goalie practice they do goalie goalie things um which is centered around a net not going to the boards to try to stop an opposing player he he didn't just leave. Yeah. He like, went he to the board. He flew to a different country, basically. <laughs> he was like, "I'm done. I'm just pissed. I'm gonna, I'm gonna play hockey with the closest person to me. I'm not I'm gonna wait. A fucking goalie. I'm not gonna wait for this player to come to me to try to yeah. shoot the puck where I can stop it. I'm gonna go leave the net completely open so I can go run into this dude." Okay, in, yeah. in Tuka Rask's defense, A, if I was playing behind the Boston's ruined defense, I would maybe consider trying to be trying to be my own defenseman, too. Agree. Oh, yeah. Agree. Yes. Yeah. Clearly. Who, and with his temper? Who, as, as my, my friend said the other day, is going to be the greatest answer to a tri- trivia question ever. Who named the four freaking first overall picks that the Edmonton Oilers got? And everyone's going to go, okay, McDavid, 
okay, Nuge, oh god, who's that other guy? Oh god, who's that other guy? <laughs> <laughs> but, man, when you see Nail Yakupov coming at you and you get the Boston Bruins defense, I would consider playing defense too. It didn't work, obviously, and it was no. really ridiculously stupid, but, you know, put two and two together, sometimes you get five. <laughs> I don't blame him. Like, I, I probably would have... What I would have done is I would have left my nut and I would have just punched him in the face. <laughs> but there's a God. reason we're not goalies. Like, I couldn't yeah. do that. Like, in order to be a goalie, you have to mind the net. A goaltender, a net minder, like, all go- like your job, whatever kind of sport that has a net that you are guarding, your job is to keep whatever playing device out of that net <laughs> like it, 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 that's your job that's your job that's your one job is to keep it out not go halfway across the field the ice the entire continent to fight some other dude like i not sure there's a reason if you're going to be going after a guy, you shouldn't be a goalie. Because, like, if you know you can't stay in net, if you can't, like, stop yourself from going after some dude who's going to try to score on you, like, there's a... You can't try to be everything at once. Well, it looks like some video game stuff. I, I've tried that in, like, NHL 17 before. It's like, okay, all right, I'm going to play goalie this game. Oh, God, the puck's coming. Better run out to the blue line to get it. Like, I mean, Yeah. Aaron, um, as, like, a... You're wrong about so many things, but on the level of like rules, is that not illegal for goalies to like go all the way out? Because I know like they can't go past like the blue, like they can't go out playing in the middle of the neutral zone. They can't but, cross the center ice. They can't cross the, the, the center red line. That's it. That's, that's it. Yeah. God. It's, it's, the other is just dumb. It's legal and hot. But it's illegal under criminal law. You know what I mean? He, yeah. That was criminal. Yeah, like under under like national federal law, you can't do that. What we don't know is it was, what, what, the, the part of the story that, that, that we aren't talking about is how Tuka Rask had to spend a night in, in a federal penitentiary after this. Yeah. Yeah, exactly. I, I think mean, they might have allowed him to feed it to like a local prison, like a local jail cell. Um, like the local pre- precinct, maybe, um, because they're just kind of scared of him. Um, yeah, and they they do they want him to win. They need him to be in better. Like they didn't want to wait waste too much time. The other prisoners were so scared of him. They're like, "Listen, we got to get him out of here, otherwise He's there's gonna be riots." Eyes. He he had yes. to bring his mask with him too. Like that was a rule. Yeah. He needed to bring his goalie gear. Oh boy, yeah. this has gone off the rails. Get us back on track. My God. <laughs> okay, next <laughs> next track, Vegas Golden Knights. Another goalie, but instead, yes. a much better goalie. He is kicking ass. I love you. So, yeah, Flower is playing gorgeously. He basically is my child, and so he's... He's my father? Well, he's my child. So okay. he graduated high school and he's in university and he's really flourishing and he's he's finding great. The entire yeah. so we have a team that is killing it. We have the Vegas Golden Knights, a brand new 
expansion drafted team. A team, what is, there's a tweet from, I believe, is it Adam Scott? It's a tweet from some comedian guy. Uh, is it Ezra? It's Ezra Cohen from Vampire Weekend. Um, who's like, beware of Franken squads, like the squads made of uh, discarded people from other squads. Um, and that is the Vegas Golden Knights. Um, they are, as we have said, they are much better than anyone had expected. And they are killing it. And Flower, I am so in love with. And I can finally get a jersey without feel like I could, I, I can't get a pen jersey. Because you have bad taste. <sighs> yeah. That, this, exactly. that first game against the Stars, that was ridiculous. He made, I saw a stat that he made 31 saves in 34 minutes or something like that. It was ridiculous. And he ended the game he, on, on 45 saves. Like that, that first game in franchise history is just was the flower show. It was spectacular. He's literally, speaking of the Stars, um, he played Stars that didn't really matter. But a star that does matter is the NHL Stars of the Week, and he was number two, which is extremely deservedly so. Round of applause for that segment. Yeah, I mean, round of applause. (laughs) He is playing like he's possessed, and I love it. It's beautiful. I really like this team, and by that I mean I really like flowers, so I like this team. I like it, and. Something else that's very interesting is the uh, the player who made the first goal in franchise history of the Vegas Golden Knights was also a discarded penguin. Yeah, discarded mm. discarded penguin once removed. This discarded predator who was discarded by the penguin. <laughs> yeah, we just have so many good players that we just we can't keep them all. Yeah, mm. Mm. but they were very much loving and supporting each other there's a very good picture of after they had won of neil and flurry just like throwing it out like uh helmets against each other just love and support we did this thing it was beautiful and neil playing with what's basically a broken wrist and scoring what well, i think he's got three goals now he scored two yeah, he's been he's one he's has to be that one of the top let me double check this. Um he has to be one of the top scorers in like he's actually he is the top scorer of the Vegas Golden Knights with three goals. He's got two um, he's got two in this game that's happening right now too, as we talk. It is it is uh, it is against the coyotes. He's got two uh, coyotes uh, three, uh, two there, goals already. Yeah, four four to one. The Knights are winning. Um, and that kind of serves the Yotes' rights. Oh, yeah. The Yotes did a thing. The Yotes did a thing that I really did not enjoy. I don't want to talk about it. Oh. It's something that I am not not surprised. Yeah, and let's, 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 are we, let's are we discussing that, that Dylan just, Strom was... It's something that I it is something. Something that I am not surprised about, but I am disappointed and saddened. Um and even though I expected this to happen before this 
even preseason began. Um, something that I think won't be good. I don't like it at all because they did get my hopes up when they kept him up for a little bit. But yeah. Yeah, poor boy. I didn't know. The one thing is that this this season, I didn't really know much. Like last season, I kind of, you expected, they wanted to get the most out of him before sending him to juniors. They wanted him to kind of season up and get some experience with the Coyotes before, because he was 100% going to go back to juniors. That's just how it goes. And he wasn't going to be able to come back up. But in the AHL, you can come back up, um, which I guess has to be a factor in sending him down uh, versus other players who would have to clear waivers before being sent to the AHL. But I was not, I hadn't heard much about him and his development um, before he got sent down. So. Yeah, I mean, he played seven games last year with the Coyotes. He got one assist. They sent him back to Erie. He lit up he the league. He fucking crushed then, it. Yeah, as, as was to be expected and as you would hope from a third overall pick. So now, he's, now he shows up again this year. He's, as far as I understand, his skating might have gotten a little better, but maybe not quite the NHL level yet. He plays a pretty decent preseason, but nothing spectacular. Plays two uneventful games in, with, with the big club, and now... You send the, you send him to Tucson and he gets to play with men for the first time in his life and it, it'll work out. You give him half a season yeah. down there. Maybe you can call him up later or whatever. Arizona's probably not going to be good this year. They'll probably do what, what, what the Leafs did uh, a couple years ago. Play a bunch of old guys for the first half. When you've locked yourself out of a playoff spot, call up your kids and let them. Let yeah, them I, I'm excited. I like the Yotes. I, they have a lot of young potential. Um, they have a lot of young talent. Just like the Leafs and, and a new, new coach. coach, they have new new coaching staff, which I think would be, is going to be cool and interesting to watch. Um, they are similar to the Flyers in the way that they both have a lot of young talent, but they disappoint me in the way they utilize that. Um, I think the Yotes are better at how they use it, but whatever. Um, but yes, I personally, I love Dylan Strom. I am an Otters fan, and I've watched him be insane down in the OHL. He and his insane teammates have won the OHL, the, the league, and should have won the Memorial Cup, but the Memorial Cup is a fucked system, and I don't like it. Um but I think it's good because he had clearly, clearly overgrown the league. Like he was should have been out of the OHL once he was drafted because he needed he needs that practice with real men, like men who are older. You need the players who are bigger, who are stronger, who are more talented, have more experience than a bunch of 16 to 20 year olds. Um, and it doesn't mean I like it. And I mean, I kind of wish that he got that chance sooner rather than now that he is 20 going on 21 around then. Something like that. Because um, now he's kind of, he is the only one in like the top five 
um, draft of his round, like the top five of his year, that is not in the show. Which makes me sad. Yep, straight up a top five. This is really depressing. It's that's the thing. It's it's all the angst and it's the story that is the sad part because we kind of he had a crazy draft year where everyone was immediately in the league, essentially. I mean, Mitch Marner was needed another season down in the O, but um it was I don't know. It's more the it's more the story how he's the last one to be in the show and that he's a talented guy. But in most most seasons, a lot of players are in the AHL for a while to season up before uh before they actually make it to full time show. It's just he had a ridiculous draft year. I did hear it completely compared to like the master's program you're you know Mm -hmm. you're kind of specializing and you're working on all your you know before you head on to your doctorate and or real life and kick ass yeah just to look at the rest of the draft class if i picked it up dylan strong has played nine nhl games the second least nhl games played by the rest of the entire top 11 is is timo meyer with, with 36 and then after that you have to look to Pavel Zaka with 73 games played. Like, it's... That's he, weird. There's, there's an outlier in there. Of course, you got Hannafin, Eichel, McDavid, Marner, all these, Wierenski, all these guys in there. But, I mean, of the top... Do you picks, really... Do you think that it's because of him? Or do you think it's because of the Coyote? A little bit of both. I think it's, I think it's a little bit of both. I... I think that he is extremely talented, but needs seasoning. He needs practice. He needs more training and development. But I don't think the Coyotes uh, are great at handling it. Um, I don't know. Because I am not a person. Like I, what ifs are always nice, but... If he was kept up last year, last season, because the team was awful, and they definitely, what was the harm of having a, um, of having another young kid who needs to get his big time D legs going, um, and all that learning curves and growing pains, but also if he was kept up. He and most likely the Otters wouldn't have gotten to where they were, had the experiences that he had, which could definitely create his development better or progress experiences that shape him as a future player. So who knows? And, and, and there's a weird balance there because, because I mean, if you just if you just play kids, you're running into the Edmonton Oilers problem before McDavid, where. You have all this talent and nothing to do with it. Uh, and they've got, just looking at their team now, they've got one, two, three, four, five, six, seven guys already on their roster, still on their entry-level contracts. Yeah. So show Dylan Roman there. That's half your team filled with under the age of 22. Yeah. Like, I mean, you don't, but if you, don't, you are a good coach, if you have a good coaching staff, if you have a good system that has multiple young guys who can – support each other and kind of experience together 
it can be good. It can be learning. And if you are already not a good team, fuck it. Fuck it and just go for it. That's one of my biggest struggles and my frustrations with the Flyers. Um, As your friendly neighborhood Flyers fan, I love them. And we have incredible talent. And we also have shit players who, before we got this talent and before we got talent that was ready, they were all we had. And it's one thing to play players because that's all you have. And play them because you have other talent, but those are the safer pick. And I don't like that. I think that there's just too much hesitation with some of these teams because if you're already shit and you need to get better, just say fuck it and go for it. Like the Leafs have definitely made me, and I know I'm guessing a lot of people um currently set they set some high standards in how to treat the young people and how to treat rebuilding a team because they said fuck it and they let all of these young kids figure their shit out they had all this talent and yes maybe they had some generational talent like austin matthews which other teams don't but they just kind of allowed that and they have a coach who can deal with that and who can shape these players and make them better Ugh. i mean yeah they did but they also didn't they uh, that that rookie stat from last year is a bit deceiving because it wasn't the first that it, it was the first technical first season for a lot of those guys but nylander played half the year yes. before hyman played half the year before brown played half the year before it wasn't a team of first time yes it was a team of first timers ish the year before was the only Jokin and Eric Brewer Leafs. Like, that was nothing. I, I think the Leafs rebuild is, is an exception to the rule. Yes. I mean, the rule. And when you have Austin Matthews, when you have William Nylander, no one else is going to have no. them. What's, your, what's, the, what's the best player on the Coyotes of that group? Max Domi? No, they he's have. Not, he's not Austin Matthews. He's not Mitch Marner. He's not no. William Nylander. No. You don't, you don't, but. Chikrin, same kind of thing. Like, you need. The, when you have that insane generational talent, yes, let them play. But when you don't, you don't want to do what the Oilers did and throw Taylor Hall and Jordan Eberle and Ryan Newton to the wolves. That's not what out. I'm saying because both the Yotes and the Flyers have a solid veteran leadership. Like the Flyers have veterans that are good, that are deep, like they were good and solid and on their feet. But my thing is that, um, so what you said, was the Yotes have seven or eight players still in their uh, ELC. But that doesn't mean they're all first-year rookies. There are plenty of young players who have had a full year in the NHL or half a year or part. Um, Cruz, worm boy. um, Dvorak, Devoe, how does... I pronounce the DV. I always feel like just it's Evo. Um, Christian Dvorak. Yeah. Yeah. Um, yeah. And Chikrin are all very young players. Um, but like they're not, this yeah, wouldn't be their first yeah, season. And so having yeah, more right. um, 
Clayton Keller played a couple games last season. He was like Mike Vecchioni, where he was a college player who was brought in the very end of last season. He was signed and just kind of got to play a few games. Um, and he also played in Worlds, right? I believe so. Yeah, I, um, it won't count to me. I don't. Look, and don't so this would be well. his first official season, but he played a few games in the NHL. He played hockey. He played international league. Um, Strom played the seven, to, right? Seven or nine? I thought he played seven. He played a certain amount. So he played seven last season um, before getting sent down. And with the Flyers, there are a handful of AHL players. Um, And one of the players, um, Oscar Lindblom, who was sent down, who was forward, that I, he's a very, he's a young guy, but he was one of the leading girls in Europe. Like, he played in a European professional league, just like Austin Matthews did. Not that he's anywhere near Austin Matthews-level talent, but he a European dude who played in a European pro league with adults, one of, probably the third-ranked team in the world behind the NHL, the AHL. Um, and so I just... My frustration is that these there are players who are ready but teams might not be ready for them or committed to this process. Because I, I, I don't know what the Coyotes, I think they do have young talent that they can utilize. And I do think um, Dylan Strom, as much as I think that he would do fine up in the NHL, he would have, to, he would have a learning curve, but I think he would get to his feet and adjust. Um, the Flyers have a different situation where David Haxall likes zero-dimensional players. He likes players who aren't showy, who don't make incredible plays, who don't make highlight reels. He just wants players who are there. And he goes for the more, I would say, reliable, except for the fact that they're not. They're just what you expect, and they're familiar to him. Aside from, instead of taking the pure talented kids, yeah. So I mean, there's there's no real right or even fully wrong way to get through it. I think they'll figure it out. I think they have a good, good, good management group finally in there for the first chunk of time. They got some good talent getting ready. I think Strom will figure it out. Maybe give them a couple years, and we'll 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 see what they can yes. do. I wouldn't worry about, about the Coyotes too, too much. Yeah, I like them, but I they're a West Coast team, and it's hard to kind of fully pay attention and watch everything of theirs um, when I'm East Coast. Um, yeah. But yes, I I think they'll figure exactly. shit out. So moving on to the other and moving on to the other end of that spectrum for 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 a hot minute here from a young team who I think will be pretty good in a couple of years, to an older team who may have uh, eclipsed their, their mm-hmm. cup-winning potential, the Washington Capitals. The Caps. The Caps. And their captain. So. And their captain, who decided to say, what are you talking about? We're over the hill. <laughs> Ovi basically came out. He came out, and he basically said, oh, 
You talking shit on You said we can't well, make it the out of the second round? Yeah, well, suck my ass. That's basically That's what I said. To everyone. First star of the first week of this NHL season. Ovi. Our Ovi 8 um, oven chicken. This insane Russian. Oh, you won't let me go to the Olympics? All right. I'll just fuck up every fuck single team in your league. So, fuck that. Two hat tricks in two games. What the um, fuck? Seven goals. What the goals. fuck? Yeah, because he had a shootout goal, right? Yeah, he's up to like yeah, 10. Oh, that's right. In, 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 the first, in the first game, he had, a, he, he had a hat trick and then a shootout goal. And then in the second game, he had a hat trick. With a fourth, oh, he had a dick. Yeah, he, he had a trick. dick trick. Because I remember the first game, I was joking. Oh, is a shootout goal like cows the dick trick? And y'all were like, no. But he had a legitimate dick trick. The next game. Yeah, like the next game, basically. Like, listen, in, in my mind, they're all. Dick <laughs> you know what I mean? He has seven <laughs> goals right now. Like. Um, the person, only person on his team with more points than him is Evgeny Kuznetsov with eight points, um, which I believe are all assists. Yeah, in, in typical Ovechkin fashion, seven goals, zero assists. <laughs> <laughs> zero assists. That's how, that's Ovi. He, holy shit. Like, so... As I mentioned, Flower was the second star of the week, deservedly so. He's insane goalie who has taken his kind of being discarded as the old man of the Penguins franchise and in place of a young, talented fella. Um, he's saying, fuck that. Just because, oh, you think I'm an old guy? Fuck that. I'm going to go be a killer starting goalie on a brand new team and save their asses. And Ovi is like, oh, oh, you think I'm an old dude? You think that we're we're done? You kept saying that this was our last chance at a cup run? Fuck that. I'll get us there myself. Yeah. yeah bit, bit of a trend between those those two there, eh? Jeez. Just some older dudes who are like, mm, I don't think so. I don't think so. And Terry, I'll... Uh... I'll, I'll I'll let you introduce the uh, third star of the week. Oh, okay. Well, we could talk about Ovi. Um, the Capitals were good. Actually, before we get to the third star, and I want to keep with the Capitals, um, the first Australian-born yeah. player in the NHL, Nate Walker, Night Walk, Walkins. I just know his hashtag is good day mate and I may have had a drink or two of some Irish whiskey because that fires game killed me yeah it's Walker because I I just know his hashtag is good day mate because he is the first Australian born player in the NHL and holy shit also, his hashtag was so cute. That's adorable. I Australians are getting on board with this. This is adorable, and I love it. It's a cute sentimentality to it. Um, the NHL does love their stories. 
I think this is good. I think I hope he does good. Right time. And he's on the cap. And my, my favorite part of the story is the uh, the uh, U.S. ambassador. Oh, sorry, the Australian ambassador to the U.S., Mr. Joe Hockey. <laughs> <laughs> okay. <laughs> like what? So the so with the capitals, we talked about them. The capitals are not going quietly into the night. But neither is the Wayne Train Simmons. My boy, my father, my he has adopted Nolan Patrick 100%, who Nolan Patrick scored his first NHL goal in the game against the Predators, which they lost. Um, but Wayne Simmons, also one of the other few players to get a hat trick in the first game of the season which was surprisingly a lot of players um who because Ovechkin Wayne Simmons Connor McDavid who did anyone else get hat tricks there's no entry I can remember but the, I, I feel like there's a, I feel like there one is First I just right. I just kind of tuned you out for a little bit because you started talking about the Flyers. This is so about you. You I like just, Wayne Simmons. He is a fighty boy. You like him. You like him, okay? That's just really debatable. Oh, but we'll, we'll I'm not even it. talking about the Flyers. I'm talking about Wayne Simmons, who is a good Canadian boy. He likes to fight. I don't like. Canadian. Oh my god! He just he likes to. He will wow. fight you. He will fight everyone and then cuddle some cute puppies. Like I, I'll fight him. Yeah, he is a great. He's a great dude. He loves his team. He's very much. He will go to bat for his team. Philly loves him as the type of player he is. Um, he scored a hat trick in his first game of the season, and he also scored the overtime winner. In another game, in the first, because the first three games of the Flyers season were all was a West Coast trip, um, including the first two games were back to backs. Um, so it was a very incredible, very incredible time. So and also fuck the Ducks because that's who he scored the overtime winner against. Um, but I think he deserves this star. I'm glad he's getting recognition. Four goals in four games, similar to Ovechkin, also no assist. No. <laughs> he's a good, he's a good dude. He actually, so, in story time of how he is a good, a good boy, um, he has, he has 100% adopted Nolan Patrick. They were uh, previously on a line together during some preseason, and it seemed like they were doing some stuff together. But Nolan Patrick was moved around um, as the season got started. Lines start changing, but Nolan Patrick scored his first goal of the season, um, the October tenth against the Predators in the second period, um, which was a beautiful, beautiful goal. Wheel missed the net. It kind of bounced off. He went and got it, shot it back to Nolan, who hit it in. And Wayne Simmons was on the bench at this time because he's not on that line. But he went onto the ice to pick up 
the puck of Nolan Patrick's first NHL goal. And I think that's very sweet. And Kevin Bieksa didn't jump on the ice and try to block yeah, him. Yeah, he, he has an egg. He's an alternate captain. He is a captain. He is a, he's now a vet. He is an older guy, even though he still feels like a young soul. He's an older dude on the team, and he's, he loves his children. Well, good for him. Can you just, can you just, for once, for once, get into the sentimentality and think of the narrative, Emily? No. <laughs> it's not my fault the Penguins lost 10 to 1 against Chicago. Okay. There's no need to be cruel, okay? There's just. There's Why no can't need. you just, I'm not even talking about the Flyers. The only have to be happy flyers just Wayne Simmons okay he's a good well, boy he's a good boy okay I accept that that is the second sarcastic good for you in back-to-back podcasts for each other <laughs> I had a whopper one of when you guys were talking about sabers and now I'm coming in strong with the good for you for the flyers this is great it wasn't it. even intentional you're welcome <laughs> <laughs> so we have heard about our incredible players, the stars of the week, Ovi Flower and Carrie's uh, Flyer Boy, who we can all appreciate and who we all love very much. Thank you. But we're gonna we're gonna look at some of the tweets of the week mm-hmm. and kind of wrap up. So, what were some of your favorites, guys? Dude, anything involving Austin Matthews is my life. So, and also anything is- involving who the fuck is Patrick Kane, human garbage can on fire. While trying to read this, I think y'all, trying, y'all forgot about the grandpa. <laughs> Small. I have to enlarge this so I can see. This is coming from at Cassidy Boy DD. Matthew scoring in overtime and doing PK, so PK and Selly is the level of petty I aspire to be. Yes. Me too, Kath. Patrick Kane can fuck right off into the sun. I think my personal one was by the parody account Boring Sean Monahan at Boring Monahan. I asked Mike Smith if he likes shutting out the Ducks and winning in Anaheim, and he said he does. Very to the point. Thank you. I like, there is also a tweet, I think. We have a couple more than just one of each. We can leave on a special one. Um, but there is one we have right here that is from Ken Campbell. It's Dink Ken Campbell, um, which is the Maple Leafs are a very, very good young team that is currently being taken to school by a multiple Stanley Cup champion. But my particular version of that tweet was a quote tweet by Jeff Delignette, um, which was yeah. along the lines of, I think they got a 238% on their final exam. Because yeah. that's exactly how the game went. Well, and I liked in the comments, he was trying to explain, he was like, well, I said currently. Mm-hmm. I said currently. And I was like, listen, Ken, I don't know who you are. Who the fuck do you think you are? But 
I don't like your tweet. I don't like it. Yeah. Yeah. Whoa. We were coming at Ken here. Like, whoa. <laughs> yeah. Who is Ken. this dude? From the hockey news. Thank you very much. Was there another Jeff, Jeff, Ken. Jeffy tweet? Or quote tweet? Jeffler. Yes. Yeah, the there boy. was one on the... Well, originally, the first one was by Brady Tetranero at Brady T-R-E-T-T. And, you know, he just mentioned that Kachuk tries to grab the game puck from Mike Smith after his first shutout with Calgary. And you see um, the meanie trying to take it away. It's a, actually a pretty good um, gif, jif, whatever your preference is. And then Jeff says... Best display of d- defense I've seen from um, oh, Bexa. I know Bexa. Shit, I just I I want to call him Bexa. Bex Bexa. But it's Bexa. Best yeah. display of defense I've seen from Bexa in ages. Grabbing the puck. Yep, yep. And then we have one final. <laughs> and then we have one final tweet. Should we? Should I just say it, or should I? Should we give our handles and do the wrap up before? How do y'all feel? Yeah, let's just let's uh, let's leave this as a little tasty tidbit right at the very end. So, Ooh, okay. Uh, but uh, but just to tease it, it is from a very well known uh, starting goaltender. Uh-huh. Oh, fuck you. You just gave it away. You just gave everything away. It's, don't worry. I'll cut it out. I'll cut it out. It's fine. Okay, thank you. Okay, thank you. All right, we'll, we'll fix it. We'll fix it in post. That's a thing people say, right? Anyways, you have been listening to the No Happiness League podcast. And if you were unaware, we are now on iTunes. So please make sure you subscribe and you leave a little review and a rating of our podcast please say some nice things or bad things just leave a review no don't say bad things don't say bad things tell us how melodic our voices sound when screaming at aa ron um but you can find us on twitter at the no at no happiness league l-e-a-g because twitter is fucking annoying and won't let me have the rest of the word um they won't let you put a paragraph as your it won't let me have all three words which whatever but uh make sure you check out our blog which is no happiness league full full spelling the proper way you it feels like it should be spelled in your head dot wordpress.com we have some cool cool um posts up and at this point aa ron's that station should be up by the time this podcast is posted there is a um rbr um which is reactions by r which is one of the sibling series to stat station for the last last leafs game which is already up you can follow me on twitter at k marie gm and i am at uh, the air bomb t-h-e air bomb sorry yes, i fell asleep yes. there for a second um <laughs> i've done it a few times have you guys noticed like the weird long yes. silences? <laughs>
<laughs> I know she's missing out, but we're all missing your beautiful voice and your opinions. I know. And you're screaming. You're dolphin yeah. six foot nine. Yep, the six foot nine. How much you love love the penguins every other I'm second. Just, my optimism and my just general love for everything just overflows when I'm awake. But you can also listen or read whatever you want to do. My my tweets are at M can't read. It's a beautiful Twitter handle, and I write beautiful things. She, you write some beautiful tweets and have some hilarious quizzes. That's true, yeah. I have some pretty scientific, very math-oriented quizzes for you on our WordPress. Mm-hmm. Including, They're very intense. Including which NHL captain will kill you in your sleep. It's all percentages. It's all numbers. It's all percent. It's all really statistical. Yeah. And if you get Ben Smith, make sure you tweet us, please, um, because we have a squad, a clan going that is on. A glory um, clan. That is the best one you can get. We're the best. It's literally I. I got mm-hmm. that. There are how many options There's are there? There's 12. There's 12 options. I haven't gotten, I mean, I gave up after the first day, mm-hmm. 24 hours it was out because I took it so many times and I only got maybe the same six ones. Um, the first first time I took it, which I guess is the real time you take the quiz, was I got Ben Smith. So that's which the is about right. unpolluted version. And then I tried getting all the other ones, and I got um, Anze Kopitar, um, Carlson, but I have not gotten, have not gotten my grilled cheese captain. Well, quadruple. the quiz knows when you're lying. <laughs> <laughs> it just. That's probably why I just keep yeah. getting Ben Smith. I mean, it's not going to give you the result you want. Answer every question with I love real jeans. Who did you get? A wrong? I believe I got on Andre Kopitar. Oh. Well, you guys. Oh. All right. Well. That's boring. boring. You know. Okay. I guess, I guess we should wrap it up. Thank you for joining us and listening to our beautiful podcast, our dulcet tones. But it is currently 12 37 a.m <laughs> and my time and i need to shower and take my makeup off but before we go i want to leave you with a incredible tweet our tweet of the week i guess is what we're going to call it by strombone strombone number one um will playoff tickets go on sale during the first or second intermission at golden knights question mark love him and i that's where have they responded yet because i want to know not yet because we gotta buy them not yet because i mean we gotta get them as soon as they go on sale yeah because they're gonna go on sale well roberto may have bought them all already Mm. 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 the real question is who does the vegas golden knights defeat in the first round of the playoffs well they (laughs) i mean i know we want the capitals they defeat in the second round 
Clearly. Not possible. It is straight up not possible. That's how it works. Aaron. Anything's possible. They're a new team. Anything's possible. Right. Just believe. It's just how I want things to be. And that's how they should go. They were just like, yo, we want to be in the East. And we're like, why? They're like, I said so. Exactly. That's exactly how it works. I know the commissioner, uh, the future commissioner. (laughs) The future commissioner who is the prince ghost captain of the Maple Leafs. Ben Smith. Ben Smith will make Mm -hmm. it happen. He is a friend of the podcast. He might he might not know it, but he's our friend and we love and support him in everything he does. Yes, and on that note Especially being the future commissioner. We say farewell. Farewell. Aaron So long and farewell. I'm tired, Aaron. So long, farewell. Oh my god. We're gonna get sued. Probably. We're gonna get sued. We can't have that. How many you have to stop? You have to stop at a certain point or we're gonna get You got like fifteen seconds. It was definitely Okay. And I mean it wasn't good enough. Exactly, I butchered it, so who cares? Yeah, exactly. All right, bye. All right. Bye. 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 Oh,